The 14th century English mystic Julian of Norwich has been talked about by people in many different ways, but first and foremost, she's the author of an extraordinary text, The Revelations, which is the earliest known text authored by a woman in English. Personally, she has been a friend and companion in my Christian life for over 30 years. I'm the Reverend David Simmons, Episcopal priest and oblate in the Order of Julian of Norwich. Thank you for joining me as we read and pray through the works of this extraordinary woman of faith and explore what she has to teach us about God's love. Good morning, and welcome to Chapter 77 of Love Was His Meaning. But before we get into Julian, let's do the little office that is linked to in the description. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us say together Psalm 84. How dear to me is your dwelling, O Lord of hosts! My soul has a desire and longing for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. The sparrow has found her a house, and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young. By the side of your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are they who dwell in your house, they will always be praising you. Happy are the people whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on the pilgrim's way. Those who go through the desolate valley will find it a place of springs, for the early rains have covered it with pools of water. They will climb from height to height, and the God of gods will reveal himself in Zion. Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. Behold our defender, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. For one day in your courts is better than a thousand in my own room, and to stand at the threshold of the house of my God, than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is both sun and shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will the Lord withhold from those who walk with integrity. O Lord of hosts, happy are they who put their trust in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray together a prayer of Julian. God of your goodness, give me yourself, for you are enough to me, and I can ask nothing that is less that can be full honor to you. And if I ask anything that is less, I shall always be in want, for only in you have I all. Amen. Here we are in chapter 77 of the Revelations. Our good Lord showed the enmity of the fiend, by which I understood that everything that is in opposition to love and to peace, it is the fiend and of his party. We both must fall because of our weakness and our folly, and we must rise to more joy because of the mercy and grace of the Holy Spirit. And if our enemy wins anything from us by our falling, for it is his delight, he loses manyfold more in our rising by love and humility. This glorious rising is such great sorrow and pain for him, because of the hatred that he has for our soul, he burns continually in envy. And all this sorrow that he wishes to make us have, it shall turn upon himself. And it was because of this that our Lord scorned him, and this made me laugh mightily. This, then, is the remedy that we be aware of our sinfulness and flee to our Lord. For ever the more quickly we do so, the more advantageous it is for us to be near him. 
and this is what we say in our intention. I know well I have deserved an evil pain, but our Lord is all power and can punish me mightily, and he is all wisdom and knows how to punish me with reason, but he is all goodness and loves me tenderly. And in this awareness it is necessary that we remain, for it is a loving humility of a sinful soul, wrought by the mercy and grace of the Holy Spirit, that when we will willingly and gladly accept the scourging and chastening that our Lord himself wishes to give us. And the chastening shall be wholly tender and very gentle, if we will only consider ourselves pleased with him and with all his works. For the penance that man takes upon himself was not shown to me, that is to say, it was not shown in particular, but it was shown particularly and highly and with full lovely demeanor that we shall humbly and patiently bear and suffer the penance that God himself gives us with remembrance of his blessed passion. For when we have remembrance of his blessed passion with pity and love, then we suffer with him as his friends did who saw it. And this was shown in the thirteenth showing near the beginning where it speaks of pity. For he says, Accuse thyself not overly much, questioning if thy tribulation and all thy woe is all because of thy sinfulness. For it is not my will that thou be gloomy or sorrowful undiscerningly. For I tell thee, whatsoever thou doest, thou shalt have woe. And therefore I will that thou recognize thy penance which thou art in constantly, and that thou dost humbly accept it for thy penance, and thou shalt then truly understand that all thy living is beneficial presence, is beneficial pe penance. This earth is imprisonment, and this life is penance, and in the remedy he wills that we rejoice. The remedy is that our Lord is with us, guarding us and leading us into fullness of joy, for it is an endless joy to us in our Lord's purpose that he shall be our bliss when we are there. He is our protector while we are here. On our way and our heaven is true love and certain trust. He gave understanding of this in all the showings, and particularly in the showing of his passion, where he caused me mightily to choose him for my heaven. If we flee to our Lord, we shall be comforted. If we touched him, we shall be made pure. If we cleave to him, we shall be secure and safe from all manner of peril. For our gracious Lord wills that we be as friendly with him as heart can think or soul can desire. But beware that we take not so recklessly that this friend friendliness that we forsake courtesy. For while our Lord himself is supreme friendliness, he is also as courtly as he is friendly, for he is true courtesy. And the blessed creatures that shall be in heaven with him without end, he wishes to have them like himself in all things. For to be like our Lord perfectly, that is our true salvation and our complete bliss. And if we do not know how we shall do all this, let us desire it from our Lord, and he shall teach it, teach us, for that is his own delight and his honor. Blessed may he be. So we're going back to uh, this earlier vision that she had. It, in uh, her sickness, she has this vision of of, of the devil being completely um, put in his place so much, uh, put uh, of, of, compl of completely being just beside himself that he can't do more to us than he'd like to. And she laughs at him, and that's the part, part of the vision uh, that she's reflecting on here. This idea of uh, the fiend of, of the devil is something obviously very current in uh, in medieval theology. Uh, she makes a, a, a wider 
uh, net for this, though. She talks that everything that's in opposition to love and to peace, that is the fiend and his party. So she doesn't, she doesn't want to just go down on this one personification of evil. She wants to, to point out that this is, you know, everything that is in opposition to love and peace is part of this. And our enemy doesn't actually win anything from us, from our falling. Uh, because he loses it when we rise in love and humility. So um, the, our redemption is, is so much greater than our fallenness um, that this is what creates the, uh, the, the, the anger uh, on, on the devil's part and the, the, the um, laughter on, on um, Julian's part. Uh, all the sorrow that he wishes to make us have, it shall turn upon himself. So once again, going back to this, all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well. Um, that in, in the end, through the mighty act that God will do, that Julian is not actually allowed to see exactly what it is. Um, it may be beyond her measure to understand. Um, all of this woe is turned to well. Um, so the remedy is that we be aware of our sinfulness and flee to our Lord, for the more quickly we do, the more advantageous it is for us to be near him. Um, and she, she has this, and a prayer intention basically here is she i know that i've deserved evil but our lord is all power god could punish me but he's all wisdom and knows how to punish me with reason but he's goodness and loves me tenderly so she's trying to make this balance between um the idea of of suffering and the idea of um god inflicting it on us i mean she she obviously believes everything's under the control of god but the idea that it, it's it's something that god willingly or or um intentionally inflicts upon us uh, is, is something that's really hard for her to get her mind around, despite that being what people would have thought at the time. And then we get into this really interesting part where uh, Jesus says, Accuse not thyself overly much, because whatsoever thou doest, thou shalt have woe. So we have to remember that in her surrounding culture, penance is a big thing. Okay, so they've had uh, several times of the plague, uh, Black Death going through, other things going through. Um, they've there are two popes uh, currently at this time. There's you know there's uh, all this other there's war everywhere. It's a very difficult time. Um, and what she bas what uh, Jesus basically says to her is, don't uh, you know don't put take on extra stuff that you don't need to do. Uh, one of the, the resp popular responses to everything that's going on in culture at that time are, are self-flagellants, people who are traveling from place to place and scourging themselves with whips and doing all sorts of things to cause physical punishment, to try to convince God to give up what God is doing. And what Julian is basically saying is like, everything that's going on around you is enough. Uh, you don't have to add any punishment onto that. I mean, you should be looking at your specific sins. You should be uh, confessing those. But the idea that you have to punish yourself more when life is already punishing enough is basically what she says. That that's completely unnecessary, and I and she doesn't even see it. Like there's she she doesn't get the a vision of any of that or or have it come to her in spiritual understanding. God just doesn't address it with her. God just basically says, you know. Uh, one of the things she says here is the earth is imprisonment. So, you know, this, this, the fact that we are going through life and we are hit with what we're hit with is, 
is um, scourging enough, and we don't need to add to that with uh, other ways of punishing ourselves for God's sake. I mean, that's that's basically what we've got here. Um, he's our protector while we're here, our way and our heaven in true love and certain trust. If we flee to our Lord, we shall be comforted. If we touch him, we shall be made pure. If we cleave to him, we shall be secure and safe from all manner of peril. For our gracious Lord wills that we be as friendly with him as heart can think or soul can desire. So here we get uh, one of these other dualities in Julian that she's so good at is at holding these dualities at the same time. She says he's incredibly, you know, he's close to us. He is uh, homely is the word that she uses all the time. He's, he's very, very familiar to us. But beware that we not take so recklessly this friendliness that we forsake courtesy. And so we flip to the other side, uh, where Julian is using language all throughout these revelations of courtly love from the French romances. So, uh, yes, Jesus is close and friendly to us, but Jesus is also a courtly Lord. And in her thinking, that's not a bad thing. It's a, it's a, it's a positive thing. Um, once again, this is the, you know, the, the kind of the courtly romances are the most popular form of literature at the time. So she's saying God is kind of like that too. God is also somebody who will not intrude into us. And I, I think that's the, the kind of the point of the courtliness is not that he's aloof. It's that, that God treats us with courtesy. Uh, and we are asked to treat God with courtesy as well. Um, and it's important always to remember that, you know, for, for Julian, she lives in a context where every single person in, in society has a Lord above them. And that Lord has pretty much absolute authority over life and death for you. So when she's thinking in context, you know, when we think of Lord and we, th and we use the word Lord, uh, it's almost a fictional thing. The Lords that we know in America in the, in the 21st century are uh, people like, uh, well, the British royal family, you know, who we don't treat very seriously, uh, the um, uh, or fictional ones like Arthur or Aragorn or, or something like that. But for her, the concept and people around her, the concept of Lord is a really important thing. And she balances this idea of friendliness, uh, you know, which is not a normal part of of a Lord and a a, a person's relationship or there's a certain amount of relationship but it's 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 always got a power differential and courtliness so this idea of not only do we owe this courtly love to god but god gives this courtly love to us um, which means that god is willing to take us wherever we are in a modern context we might think of it this way god takes us wherever we are at this time and does not insist on more god knows that what we're going through in this life is penance enough God knows that it that we're uh, we're doing in many cases at least we're trying to do the best we can, um, and that God will not impose more on us um, in in our relationship with God uh, unless we ask for it unless we're ready for it. Let's continue with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, 
the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I bid your prayers for all those in places of violence, particularly the people of Ukraine and the people of Sudan, all their people throughout the world, and also for those in our own nation who are victims of violence. I bid your prayers and intercessions at this time. Let us pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Most holy Lord, the ground of our beseeching, who through your servant St. Julian revealed the wonder of your love, grant that as we are created in your nature and restored by your grace, our wills may be so made one with yours that we may come to see you face to face and gaze on you forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meaning this morning. Uh, for those of you following uh, week by week, uh, there will not be an episode next week as I'll be on vacation but we'll catch up soon afterwards. So until we see you again, take care and God bless. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meaning today. This podcast is generally available once a week on Thursday. The text of Julian's Revelations used in this podcast is The Complete Julian by Father John Julian Swanson OJN and is used by permission of the Order of Julian of Norwich. The theme music is Julian of Norwich by Bombadil and is used under license.